Listener Production. Hello, I'm David Kosh, and welcome to Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business, where I guide you through the process of starting a business, from the initial planning stages right through to tips for tackling challenges your business will inevitably face as it grows. And hopefully, by the end of the episode, I'll have inspired you to become your own boss or to improve your existing business. Now, this year has been a tough one for us all because of the coronavirus pandemic. But small businesses in particular have unfortunately been the hardest hit by the government shutdowns. And although we all hope we never see another pandemic like it, in this episode, I'm going to tackle the incredibly tough question of asking yourself whether or not your business will survive this pandemic, or if it's best to just make the decision to close your business now, rather than put yourself in future financial and regulatory danger. So let's get into it. Research has shown that 91% of small business owners have said they're concerned about keeping their business afloat in the upcoming months. And the reality is that the impact of this pandemic means businesses could in fact be facing a tough couple of years, depending on the industry they're operating in. But while these are certainly difficult times, there are things that you can do right now to mitigate the effects of the pandemic and steps you can take to proactively manage your business. So let's start with those. Step one, utilise government assistance. Governments all around the world have launched massive economic stimulus packages to keep business afloat and to protect jobs. And in Australia in particular, businesses that have been impacted are able to access a whole range of subsidies from the government to continue their business operations and pay their employees. For example, JobKeeper payments. Although the amounts offered have been lowered and eligibility criteria has tightened, these are still available to some businesses. Most state governments are also offering small business support programs and tax incentives. So check with your accountant or bookkeeper to see what you're eligible and entitled to and then take advantage of it to keep your business afloat. Step number two, reduce your financial liabilities. In tough economic times, it's important to reduce your financial burden as much as possible. So check if it's possible to defer your rent payments, refinance your loans, or renegotiate with vendor contracts. Check with banks if you can temporarily defer any interest payments on outstanding loans. Assessing your financial position quickly and communicating with these various stakeholders can help in reducing your outgoings. That way, you can stay focused on keeping your doors open and paying your staff. Step three, consider transitioning to a remotely operated business. Now, While this may not be realistic for all businesses, it's definitely something worth considering because it can help you reduce costs when it comes to the renting and running costs of an office. Some planning will have to be done before you transition, of course, as there needs to be a proper structure and cybersecurity measures in place. But when managed properly, 
research has shown that workers who can work remotely were typically happier and more productive than their non-remote counterparts. Step four, make off-business investments. Nothing makes me more nervous than when small business owners tell me that all their wealth is tied up in their business and that they're depending on their business to fund their life. Because when times are uncertain, you don't want to run the risk of having all your assets tied up in a business which is under threat. So, if this is you, what can you do? Well, you can diversify your income and assets by doing things like extracting money out of the business to put into superannuation, or building a share or property portfolio, which is insulated from your business risk. Ask your accountant or bookkeeper to suggest financial advisors who could help you build a plan around your needs. Step five, look after the psychological safety of your employees. A business is only as good as its staff. So make sure that you don't lose your best team members during this time of uncertainty by staying connected with them and keeping them up to date on how the business is going. Regularly check in on them with face-to-face meetings or via phone so that you can talk about any issues they're having. Share articles or podcasts with them about looking after their well-being during COVID or encourage the use of mental health programs available through online sites like Beyond Blue. Showing you care can build great loyalty for the team to weather this stormy time with you. Okay, so now that you've gone through the steps you can take to proactively mitigate the effects of the pandemic, it's time to stress test your business and assess if it's realistically likely to survive not only the pandemic, but the new COVID normal. This economic downturn is the toughest in living memory and has the potential to be incredibly stressful and absolutely devastating for every Australian small business and their owners, which worries me a lot, particularly when the JobKeeper payments from the federal government cease. I'm fearful that many business owners have been lulled into a false sense of security by the huge amount of stimulus thrown at business to keep their doors open and staff employed. But when that tap is turned off, what do your business prospects look like? The hardest decision of all would be deciding to close your business if it doesn't have a future or won't survive the current instability. But although it's hard, in the long term, it could be the best decision and one that could save your personal financial resources like your house and superannuation. So how do we stress test our business? Well, I reckon there are four key questions you should take the time to ask yourself about your business and its future. Question one, what's the core part of the business that constantly delivers the outcomes and income I need? During the good times, we often add extra products or services to grow our business, and mostly these go okay, but not nearly as well as the core product or service. So these additions are usually the first to get hammered by a downturn. But ask yourself, what would your business look like if you did have to cut it back to the core? 
Because if that core part of the business doesn't look viable going forward, then you really need to question the future of your entire business. Question number two, do customers still need us and are they willing to still pay our prices? The fundamental key to success of every business is providing a product or service which customers are prepared to pay for and pay a price which covers the cost of delivering that product plus a margin of profit which gives you a return that makes it worthwhile for you to take the risk of running a business. So in this environment, do customers still want your product or service and are they willing to pay a price which delivers you a profit? If they don't want your product because conditions have changed, can you change the cost base or pivot the product so that it's attractive to get customers back? If not, there's probably no real future for your business. Question three, what are your personal pros and cons for keeping this business? The world post-COVID will be a different place. Customers' behaviour will have changed so you may need to pivot your business. Ask yourself why you want to keep the business going. And if you still have the passion and fight it will take to make it successful again. This discussion should probably include your partner and family because deciding to stay the course may mean some sacrifices need to be made. Question four, what would the pros and cons of selling your business be? Be honest with yourself. Selling your business may not be something you've ever thought about before, but you need to assess the commercial viability of the company and whether or not selling it could prove to be the more attractive or safer option. It's better if you make the hard decision to cease operations than the bank, tax office or authority. So if you decided your business is not going to survive and you no longer want to stick with it, what are your options? Well, selling the business would be the most liberating option from a personal and financial standpoint for you. So if you are planning on selling, here are a few things to consider. Who would your ideal buyer be for your business? Ask yourself if there's an obvious buyer waiting in the wings already, maybe a competitor, a staff member, or a supplier. Build a target list of potential buyers and start gauging their interests. This is a very delicate process because you generally can't afford to spook customers or staff. So maybe look at hiring an outside consultant to take charge of the process and provide advice on the best approach. How long are you willing to wait before exiting the business completely? Maximising a sale is about making sure a buyer is confident there's an ongoing business which will prosper under a different ownership. So often a new buyer will insist on a transition period with the previous owner continuing to lead the business. So customers are comfortable. Are you willing to agree to this part of the terms of the sale? What would you ideally see yourself doing after selling the business? You need to think about it closely and have a plan. Business owners 
Look, they're a rare breed who love being busy and having a challenge. The last thing you want is to be left with this huge void in your life after selling the business, which affects your self-worth and emotional well-being. Ask yourself, are you really ready to come out of entrepreneurship? Selling your business doesn't mean you have to come out of business entirely. Ask yourself if the business sale presents an opportunity for you to pursue some other ideas that you had but couldn't pursue while running the original business. And what skills do I now have from this experience that would make me an asset in the job market? If you choose not to start another business and go back to being employed by a business, assess what skills you've acquired on the business journey that will make you a great hire for someone else. I can absolutely guarantee you are a very different person now to when you started the business. And this experience may allow you to get jobs and salaries that previously seemed out of reach. And look, COVID won't last forever, but we do have quite a period of uncertainty ahead of us. So it's important to ask yourself questions about the business. Are you doing everything you can to protect it? If you genuinely think your business will survive, and if you think it won't, what are your next steps and your exit strategy? Good luck with whatever decision you make. And if you want to learn more, head to the Koshy's Business Builders website. There are plenty of articles and videos to help you build a successful business. That's koshysbusinessbuilders.com.au. Good luck. And when you're ready to take the next step in building a successful small business, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business was presented by David Kosh. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound Production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.